Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast at BitCat Country and SB Nation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down and email us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate us. We've been away for quite a while, Trev. We've had a lot happen. Exactly. It's been a lot. So you might hear some grunting and groaning and squeaking in the background. We have a new addition to the family. She's three weeks old and uh, we can't leave her out of our sight. So if you hear it, you can ignore it. Maybe she'll give us some insight, but I won't count on it maybe till like week 10. (laughs) What happens at week 10? That's when she'll really understand football moments. But we had our first big bonding Jaguars moment uh, yesterday. Yeah. With the Agnew touchdown, and we'll get into it, but that was awesome. Yeah. So, how are we feeling? How are we feeling now that we're back? New coach, new QB. Things have changed, but have they really changed? I mean, it was the same that you always hear in preseason. This this seems different. The coach is different. The team's different. There's a different attitude, a different pace to practice. And it always sounds good, but as Jaguars fans, we've we've heard it enough, and we, we're smarter than that. We know we just need to see it on the field before we believe it, and we haven't yet. Sure, there's been a few positives, and things have got a little better in three games progressively, but it's still the same losses. They haven't been in it. They really haven't had a chance to win a game in the fourth quarter yet, um, and it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's tough. been 18 lost games straight. straight. Yeah. The record's like 24 or 26 or something. Oh, no. It's possible. No. The way no. the way it's going so far. And I hope not, but, you know, it's got to really, be realistic. I really want to be optimistic. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes in these situations like this where you look at the team and you start to think, okay, st- things have changed, but something's still wrong because things are still not going well. So what's going wrong? And it's really hard to answer that question um, I usually have this analogy from essentially where I used to work in the past. Um, we had leadership change and things didn't really change. And my analogy was, imagine if you moved into an apartment. And in this apartment, there, was, uh, there were curtains in the living room that were just so ugly and hideous and you never really touched them because you just hated them and you just didn't really want to spend your energy or time like trying to address the problem of mm-hmm. that yep. curtain. Um, and then you were in there for a while and eventually you just thought, you know what, screw it, I'm going to get rid of these curtains. And you go there and you pull the curtains down. And this entire time your view was a brick wall. So who's the brick wall in this analogy? (laughs) I don't know. So this is where I'm starting to think maybe it is a problem that we can't see. Maybe it's the back office. I don't know. I think it's been brought up before in the past in the form of the terminology culture, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what it could be because I think they have pretty good players on the team. Like, those are some players on there really, really good, but it's still the same scenario time and time again. Like... So I think they're going to have to... I think the brick wall is the, the former back office because... You look at all the draft picks, mainly the first-round picks that we've had, let's say, over the last 10 years, and I don't think 
any of them are still on the roster except Taven Bryant, and he's terrible. He doesn't even play. So you have first-round picks that have basically been in the top 10 for like 10 years, other than maybe one season, and none of them are on the team. Those are the guys that make your team good. And because they're all gone for various reasons, either they weren't good or they wanted out, like Jalen Ramsey, um, yeah, so you don't have a foundation. So that brick, that's the brick wall you're talking about, and we need to punch through it, but unfortunately it's going to take some years because you need to get more good players. Trevor Lawrence is the first step. He struggled. He's a rookie. That's okay. Hopefully it starts there, and hopefully we see that he is, you know, like the quote-unquote savior that everyone says he is, but he needs help around him. Yeah. Well, I do want to put it out there. If you do have some sort of idea as to what the problem might be, give us a tweet at no toes down on Twitter, um, or you can email us. But I think I would really like to hear from other people on this topic. Yeah, so, we want to hear from people. Yeah, yeah. we really do. Um, so you've mentioned tra- Trevor Lawrence having his ups and downs. Um, case in point, the first interception. The second interception, second. yeah. So there's a couple things here. He's struggled. He's thrown some bad balls and, and you know had some interceptions, but you can't question his toughness. He stands in the pocket. He takes the hit. He's not flinching. He's trying to make the big play. And sometimes that's to his detriment rather than taking, like, you know, the easy play. The first pick, though, today, like, he needs help around him. When you're at the 20-yard line going in for a touchdown and you throw, you know, a 7-8 yard crosser and the new tight end catches it, fumbles it, drops it right into the Arizona defender's hands, that's so hard to overcome. You can't overcome turnovers like that. Trevor's going to make some turnovers himself due to just being young and not understanding what the defense is doing. But when he's making the right play and the guys, veterans around him, are coughing it up, dropping the bag, it's, it's just hard. So you got to overcome those, those issues. And then him himself, yeah, he's had some great plays. You've seen some throws, like the one to Chark um, in the back of the end zone uh, yesterday. Uh, he had one to Marvin Jones at the back of the end zone last week. Like These are throws that we haven't seen uh, in Jacksonville in a long time. But you know the guys around him need to help him. The flea flicker, the, the really bad interception yesterday that really like was the turning point that lost him the game. If Andrew Norwell blocks his guy and doesn't... He literally turned around in a, a 360. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who you're going to block doing that. <laughs> DJ Chark is wide open down the field and it's going to be a touchdown. And then everyone's calling that play brilliant. But because Andrew Norwell gets blown up and is doing a 360 for some reason, J.J. Watt's right in Trevor Lawrence's face and he just... You know, bad throw. He just threw it off his back foot because he didn't want to get sacked, but it turned into an interception for six. Yeah. So, you know, he needs to be better there. But again, if one guy does his job there, the Jags are back up by eight, maybe nine if Lambeau can make a kick. Maybe they go for two because they don't trust Lambeau anymore. Yeah. And they're up 10 at the end of the third quarter. So it's it, tough. Would it be wrong for me to say that perhaps this is more of an NFL reality for Lawrence? For because, sure. you know, college is different, much different from the actual professional NFL league. So it's, you're starting to think like, maybe it's starting to dawn on him. Not everyone on your team is phenomenal. Not everyone on your team is great. And you need to come prepared knowing that. Yeah, I think I think he knew. He'd never lost a regular season game in his life since high school. Yeah. And you can you listen to him at after at press conferences, post game. He knows. He's taking a stride. He has the right attitude. He's not like 
shocked. You can tell it eats him that he's losing, but he's also super positive. Like, hey, like he said, I think after the first game, you know, I'm built for this. I'm, I'm made of the right stuff. So I love that. Um, and hopefully it, it comes through. I'm very confident in him still. This isn't Blake Bortles or Blaine Gabbert here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he needs help and he needs to get better himself. So you mentioned kicking. Mm-hmm. Does Lambo need to limbo? <laughs> I love Josh Lambo. He's been the best kicker that this team has had. The crazy thing is, over the last two and a half, three years, uh, 2018, yeah, last three years, he's been the only, like, consistent, like, reliable player on the team. <laughs> and now, he can't make a kick. It's like, just when you thought everything uh, was already going wrong, now one more goes wrong. I, I could see him being cut this week. Not um, traded? Just cut? No, no, he won't. No one's going to trade for a kicker who can't make a <laughs> kick. True. So, you know what? It's They play Thursday, so maybe this will be his last shot. It's hard to bring a kicker in on a short week. Um, but he's going to have to really perform on Thursday uh, to, to maintain his job. He's going to have competition this uh, the week after for sure. I he, particularly enjoyed the commentator saying unbelievable when after he missed, he the, missed next, the second kick. Yeah. That... Just, Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it truly is at this point. You just got one job and... Yeah, honestly, I thought those two kicks that he missed were going to really come back and haunt the team and they were going to lose by like one or two or whatever. Um, so he's kind of fortunate that in that way that it wasn't him directly that lost him the game. They were going to lose anyway. But man, it's, it's crazy. He's coming off an injury. He had a press conference before the season talking all this shit like um, as good as it can be. Uh, and he was really, like, very kind of, like, um, almost anti-media. Like, you guys don't know what I do. I'm Josh Lambeau. Like, he really had that, mm-hmm. like, persona about him, and he has not backed it up. It's sad to see. So hopefully he can turn it around, but not hopeful. Like, he hasn't even been close on some of these kicks. All right. So I have a question for you. Yeah. When do you think the losing streak will end? The schedule is not easy. Like, the easiest part of the schedule was probably the first two games of the year, <laughs> and they weren't even close. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Denver's played pretty well. They they have gotten better each game, and this game was the best, and they actually had a lead. Apparently, that was their first lead in uh, going into halftime in like since, like, week 13 last year or something. So it's been a long time since they've even had, like, a legit lead. It's really sad, right? Yeah. Um, when do I think the streak will end? Uh, I don't see it anytime soon, to be honest. It sucks. Like, Cincinnati's playing good. So Thursday is going to be a tough one. Then they play Tennessee. Oh, God. So essentially, you know goes. essentially a win is going to be surprising. Yeah, and then they play Miami. Um, and Miami's not great, but, you know, they're better than Jacksonville right now, and that's in London, and... Who knows what happens? And then they have a bye. Maybe... uh, And then they play Seattle. So it's like, who knows? But, you know, maybe sometime in November, December, they can get a win. I'll say November, they'll get a win. All right. We'll be optimistic. We'll be optimistic. You know, we don't... What do you think? I honestly can't say, like, you showed me the schedule and I was just like, I I can't... I don't know. I feel like the team is just so unpredictable right now. No, they're predictable. (laughs) Well, I mean... (laughs) In terms of when you're talking of winning, yeah, um, yeah, I just can't place a bet on anything at this point. It's just, it's not, 
at a point. You don't see the team at a point that you feel confident in saying, yeah. oh, this is when this is going to happen. It's more like, we'll be hopeful and it will come, but we don't know when. And it's just waiting it out Yeah. at this point. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll let the ads come through. And then uh, I just got a breaking news Jaguar-related item on my phone. And we're going to have to talk about that. And uh, that's kind of shocking, actually. Live on the podcast, we're going to have to talk about this. This is crazy. All right. So what's this news that you have for us? Yeah. So literally as we were doing the podcast, the score app came up. The Carolina Panthers are trading for cornerback C.J. Henderson. Um for tight end Dan Arnold and a third-round pick. And the Jaguars are also sending a fifth-round pick to Carolina. This is unbelievable. Remember when we were talking about the brick wall? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we're talking about. The number nine pick from last year's draft is already off the team. He is a bit of a malcontent. He didn't seem like he cared. A little bit of a, like, woe-is-me personality, it seems, and... You know, not a guy who's going to rally the team, but his talent is undeniable. And the fact that we spent a ninth overall pick and he's off the team a year later, this is unbelievable. Um, So he's going to go to Carolina. And coincidentally enough, I know one Carolina fan. He's my brother. He loves the Panthers. So let's give him a call. I don't know if he knows about the trade yet. And let's see what he uh, says about the trade and uh, what we're getting in Dan Arnold. Hey, Brian, you ready to talk some uh, Jaguars-Panthers trades? Is there a trade? Yeah, the Jaguars are trading C.J. Henderson to the Panthers. He was the number nine pick last year. Oh, what position does he play? Cornerback. Oh, oh, because of all the injuries, probably. Shoot. Um, so he's actually really good, but he doesn't have a great attitude, I guess, and he's a little bit of a like whiny guy and doesn't really seem to ever care to be there. But he's yeah. super talented, and they're trading him for a third-round pick and Dan Olson, a tight end. I think his name's Dan Olson, maybe. Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold, yeah. Oh, uh, and hell? and you he's also get a fifth-round so well. pick, huh? He's been playing so well for them this year. Oh well, I guess and that's why the Jags want him. What the hell? They finally have a good tight end and trade him. The Jags don't have any good tight ends either. Literally, the one tight end they threw to yesterday. Dropped the ball at like the five yard line, and it went into um, it turned into a pick and really like hurt the team. So, uh, but C.J. Henderson's really good. He just didn't play last game, and there's just some like weird personal things going on with him. Like early on in training camp, they thought like he might not want to play football anymore. Um, but then Why he's would they trade for him? but then he's played and he's been pretty good. Yeah, um, he's just a little bit of a. I don't know, like malcontent, like doesn't really care it yeah. seems at times, but he, yeah, he is good. So Dan Arnold's pretty good. Uh, he's been good this year. Yeah, he's a good tight end. He stretches the field. He's got amazing hands. He's nothing amazing. He's um, but he's like he's good. He's gotten so many third down catches for them. Like he's a good okay, he's a good, like maybe third option. He's a really good uh, receiver. Okay, well, he'll probably be the Jags' best tight end because they don't have oh, any... Oh, for sure, you should be starting. They don't have any good tight ends. And um, the one guy that was, like, okay, O'Shaughnessy, he's been hurt. Uh, yeah. Every game he gets hurt, so he's out for he's on IR. So, uh, yeah, it's 
kind of a surprising trade. I don't know the Panthers do that because they have Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, A.J. Bouye. But J.C. Horn's hurt, but still. Maybe that's why. Like, Man, C.J. Henderson, if he's committed, which is a huge question mark, he's really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was more of an attitude thing than anything else because he's, like, super, super talented. Yeah. I'd say you guys won that trade then. No, I was going to say you guys destroyed us. That's a number nine pick from last year. I know, I know, but we don't really need a corner. Like, we've got two amazing corners. It's weird. Huh, interesting. I mean, I guess we'll have three amazing corners, but we need a tight end. Like, that guy's, like, we don't have a tight end now. Maybe we'll send you Manhurts back. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hasn't done a whole lot. He's got a touchdown no. the first week, but even his blocking, they said, hasn't been great, but... Maybe it was better yesterday. They ran it really well, so I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to call, see what you thought about that. I'm glad you think yeah. Dan Arnold's really good because we need some hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not, like, amazing. He's not going to be averaging 100 yards a game. But yeah, like, yeah. get you, like, 30, 40 yards a game and catch okay. it. That's, like, the timely catch it. That's a huge upgrade for us. Apparently he was a wide receiver who got turned to a tight end. Okay. That's yeah. what I heard, so he, I guess he's a little more shifty than most tight ends. Yeah, he's just reliable. Like that's the best way to describe him. Like his, like he doesn't drop the pass all year, other than like there's a couple where he's got rocked okay. and he drops it. But, well, uh, one uh, one bad. of the big Jaguars fans calls C.J. Henderson Sleepy Henderson, so you <laughs> can look forward to that. Yeah, geez. <laughs> great. And a third rounder. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But hey, man, the potential you guys could have like the most incredible cornerbacks uh, in the league. Yeah, I know, but. You're not gonna be able to sign them all. True, true. Yeah. Well, but you'll have them for a little while because one's a second year and one's a rookie. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, just wanted to call about that. See how it's going. Yeah. Well, hopefully that turns out well. I mean, <laughs> for try both. to trust these guys. We've made the right call with Darnold. Seems. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully it works out for both teams. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll work out for you. I mean, Darnold, he's decent, and and then you get a third rounder, so. Here we go. You also get a fifth rounder, so congrats. Oh, okay. Congrats on that. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. I would have rather them, if they were to make a trade like that, do it for like an O-lineman or something, because they're O-line shit. Oh, yeah, we don't that have a lot of great O-linemen, so that was never possible, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Weird. All right, well, that. we'll talk to you later, but uh, yeah, just wanted to see what you thought about that. Okay, sounds good. All right, buddy, see ya. Okay, see ya. All right, uh, that's a wrap for today's episode, and we will look forward to the game next Thursday, or on Thursday. Yeah, a few days What do you away. think about the game happening on Thursday? Well, ideally, we break through that brick wall that you talked about. Probably not going to happen on the road Thursday night. It could get ugly. I just hope they're competitive in a fourth quarter, and there's like a chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Lawrence battled Joe Burrow in the national title a couple years ago and lost, so hopefully he can exact some revenge here and, and take the Jaguars to their first victory and, you know, get this team on the right direction. They keep talking about it. They're getting better. Urban Meyer was visibly frustrated in the post-game interview um, yesterday, and, and hopefully they can get over that hump, but I'm not super confident in it. All right. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it for today's episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one. All right, see ya. Go Jags.